1450 WKXL 103.9 FM in the Capital Region and our new signal at 101.9 FM in Manchester and beyond. It is In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier here. Great to have you along with us. Uh, Jane, how are you today? I am fine. And how are you, Mr. Kale? I am fine as well. I got to find something during this uh, program to get you fired up. Oh, my gosh. Why do you want me fired uh, up? I like you when, uh, when oh, you're fired up. Oh, my goodness. I mean, I like you, you know, generally speaking. But <laughs> but when you when you get fired up, you get so, you know, into what whatever it is that fires you yeah. up that it, uh, you know, makes for good radio. Oh, my gosh. You, but, you, I don't believe you're saying that. Some people don't like it when I'm fired up. You uh, know what? Well, I, I understand, but uh, but I do. Okay. I do. I, I like you when you're fired up. All it, right. It's good, and you're passionate about things. Well, I, I am, but you know what? I'm getting older. I'm trying to mitigate some of that passion. Mi- mitigate the passion. <laughs> uh, never mitigate the passion. Okay. Never mitigate the passion. So my idea's out the window. I, my, I had uh, an idea today uh, and, for you. Oh, okay, and your idea my is? My idea was to see how good you were at sports trivia. Oh, a sports trivia. But okay. there are some weird questions here. Oh, come on, fire. Away. I would be amazed if you know some of these. All right, fire away. Right, now, I'll, I'll is... embarrass myself here, but it's okay. Well, I'm it's sure okay. that folks will laugh when they hear some of these questions. Okay. I mean, these are general sports trivia, so you think it'd be regular, general right? General sports trivia. All right, okay. so see if you could tell me this. This All is right. bizarre. Okay. Okay, well, what do you call it when a bowler makes three strikes in a row? Is that a turkey? It is. Huh? Okay, I've never heard I, of that. And okay. I've never done it. All right, well, there you go. Well, not you know, speaking of bowling... <laughs> See, this, <laughs> speaking of bowling, uh, a, a good friend of mine, uh, Mike Morin, who's also in, in radio, uh, wrote a book about candle pin bowling. Get out, you know, really? candle pin bowling at one time was very, very popular Absolutely. on television. There was a show in Boston Saturdays, for many years. Wasn't it? And I used to take, they used to tape it. It was shown on Saturdays at noon, and the ratings were just. Blockbuster. Are you kidding me? Now, I will say this. The only drawback was the demographic was a very, well, let's say it was a a senior demographic. Okay. 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 Uh, It was a great 60 plus show. I used to watch it and I was a kid. Me too. You know? Me too. So much so. And then they, they taped it various places over the years. But one of the places they taped was Sammy White, who used to be a catcher for the Red Sox. Sammy White's. Brighton Bowl okay. in Massachusetts. That's where they did it? That Well, they did it for a while there. They did it at other places as well, but that's where I took, I used to take my grandmother <laughs> every so often because I knew they taped three shows on like every, you know, fourth Monday, let's say. Okay. Yeah. Oh and they would do goodness. three shows back to back to back. You know, I had totally forgotten that used to be on and I used to watch that. Yeah. I, I mean, it was great. Uh, the, now, the first host of that show was a guy by the name of Jim Britt. That's the first one I okay. remember. Jim Britt, a former voice of the Boston Braves oh my baseball gosh. team, okay, which left Boston in 1953. But Jim Britt was the first host of that show, and the folks probably don't remember him, uh, but I'm, I'm probably older than most of the people listening right now anyway. <laughs> but Jim Britt was the first host of that show. But everybody remembers Don Gillis. Okay, I remember when, the name. When Don Gillis did it okay. for, for many, many years. All right. So there was that show, which uh, certainly consisted of great 
candle pin bowlers. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, you used to get into it. Oh, yeah. You know, you picked yeah, who you wanted to sure. win. And, that's you right. know, they'd get up there and bowl, and you're like, into it. No, it's, that's absolutely <laughs> right. And it was a very popular show. And then... Uh, when the Channel 50 was around, the station out of Derry. That's right. There was a local bowling okay. show, uh-huh. and that show was very popular. In fact, Mike uh, Morin was one of the co-hosts of the show, along with Dick Lutzk. What the hell? They, they, oh, excuse me. What happened to them? What happened to these shows? Well, it, it's unfortunate. I don't know. They they thought the demographic was too old. Oh, my I, gosh, I mean, what a shame. The numbers were good, but the demo, you know, the age of the audience was, you know, a little yeah. bit on the older, older side. side. Okay. Yeah, like, you know, like my Wowie age. Wowie zowie, that's a blast from the past. But, yes, but yeah. I enjoyed them, and I was a kid. Who would who, oh, you know? I mean, it was yeah. enjoyable watching. Oh, ab- absolutely. You know? And, uh, yeah, so Mike has a book, and, uh, and, and then do you remember there was a time when they had a show on the air, it was on Channel 7 in Boston, Called candle pins for cash. Yes, I do. <laughs> and and that was you know you were selected to be on that show be, you know just by mailing in a postcard right. or, or or you know uh, whatever the process oh, was. But those were just strictly amateur bowlers. That was awesome. Yeah, and candle pins for cash. Yeah. Bob Gamir. <laughs> yes, was I the loved host him. of that show. Now I'm going to ask you a trivia question. Oh no, uh, okay. Bob Bob Gamir. By the way, uh, yeah. prior to hosting candle pins for cash and being on. Uh, Channel 7 in Boston is yeah. their primary sports anchor, uh, was just out of college one of the voices of the New York Yankees. Now, that just doesn't what? happen, but he was the voice of the Yankees for a couple of years, oh just gosh. out of college. I think he went to Holy Cross, uh, but wherever he went, right out of school, he was one of the play-by-play announcers on uh, radio crazy. for the Yankees. Yeah. yeah, it is crazy. Yeah. But he lasted a couple of years. Then he went to Boston uh, on TV. and But he's probably best known for candle pins for cash. Isn't that funny, huh? Yeah. Yeah. It, it is. And he, uh, he left the station or the station left him. Something happened at, at one point. And his place was taken by a former member of the Boston Red Sox. Really? Do you, do you know who that uh, former mm. player was? I'll say Rico Petroselli. Bingo! Hey, good you guess! Win. You win! <laughs> it was Rico Petroselli. Yes, it was. I can't believe I answered that right. You got it. It was a guess. You got it. So, so Rico hosted the show <laughs> yes. uh, for a while. I remembered he was more, he was active. Once he stopped playing, he was out there more. Yeah. So that was a guess. A- exactly, yeah. Wow. So uh, Rico uh, did a, a great job with it. And, Pretty uh, cool. And Rico actually uh, was a Red Sox radio broadcaster yes. for a number of years. Absolutely. And still very active. <laughs> and, uh, oh, I didn't know that, really. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. He's uh, has a weekend show on uh, the MLB Network on satellite radio. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. So. See, now yeah. look at you. were worried about what we were going to talk about here. Yeah. And look at this. Whatever. We enjoy uh, this show way too we, much. We never worry about <laughs> what we're going to talk about on this show. We never fret about that I, because we know something. See, you just mentioned bowling. I know. Sparked this Crazy. conversation. All right. So fire away. All right. So this is now what we're doing here is. Uh, but I must say, I've never in. had three strikes in a row in candle pin bowling. Now, yeah. that's 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 an accomplishment. Yeah. OK. And I, that's a turkey. With, yeah. And I I prefer candle pin bowling to, to big, ten pin bowling. Yeah, ten pin. Yeah, I mean, ten pin was always hard for me. I mean, and that's, you know, what we grew up with around here was mm-hmm. candle pin bowling yes, for the did. most part. Right. And uh, the, But then you go outside of uh, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. and Maine. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty much uh, 10 pin. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. understand it. I was kind of, 
It's a different kind of game for sure. Oh, it is. All right. So if you're just joining us, we were doing a general sports general trivia. sports trivia because we have a trivia uh, sports guy here, and I figured trivia would be great to get us going today. So he answered the first the first uh, question. You know, three strikes in a row is called a turkey in candlepin bowling or in bowling, I guess. So now I want you to tell me how many dimples does an average golf ball have? How many dimples does the average golf ball have? I mean, this, I told yes. you these questions are stupid. Uh, I will say just 162. Okay, 336. Whoa! All right, so we know 336. that. 336? Yes. Wow, I have to check those dimples. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to count them, right? Yeah, oh, man. All right, some of these actually I do know, and you, you'll know. But, you know, our folks will love this one because uh, okay. this was such a memorable moment. So in light of the fact we have Olympics coming up, we think... Uh, in 1971 Olympics, Nadia Comaneci was yes. the first gymnast to score a perfect 10. What country was she representing? Uh, Nadia Comaneci. Uh, geez, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I knew it at the time. It wasn't uh, Soviet no, Union. No, no, no. Uh, uh, Boy, I, I'm really stumped uh, with this one. Oh, yeah. I, I'm stumped with it's this one. It's Romania. Yeah. Romania, okay. She was from yeah. Romania. Yeah. People, you know, people were shouting at the, Romania, come on. <laughs> come on, you dummy. It was Romania. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, yeah. No, they're not saying dummy, believe me. No, they are. But that's okay. All right, I, here I can we take go. It. What, what color are the goalposts in football? Yellow. Yes. Yes. All right, you got that right. All right. Uh, some of these are stupid. I mean, they ask a dimple question. Do you know about they... the goalposts? What? You know, the goalposts used to be, when I first started following football, which was many moons ago, the goalposts used to be on the goal line, believe it or not. Back well, in old-time football. Why? Now they're set back 10 right. yards well, was, in the why, back why of the end do zone. That? Well, because that was, you know, the, the goal line, and that's, you know, where you had to, uh, you know, get to to score a touchdown. So that's where they uh, put the— So that's where they put the goal post. Wow, but, that's weird. But there were so many um, injuries as a result of running into the goal posts <laughs> and that sort of thing. But they moved it back yeah. ten, 10 yards. Good play. Good idea. It probably was. Yeah. It, it probably was. It uh, made it a little bit more difficult uh, for kickers to— yeah. Kick the extra points and the field goals and, and a, an extra 10 yards. But uh, it was probably a prudent idea. But uh, even when I was uh, going to games, Patriots games at Fenway Park, when they played at Fenway for a while, the uh, goalposts <laughs> back in the old AFL days were right on the goal line. And I'll have to look it up. Oh, we, that's pretty cool. To find out when they made the switch. Okay. But I, I think it was sometime in the 60s. I never knew that. Okay, yeah. good to know. And that was at all levels of football, not just the NFL, but at all levels. Yeah. The goalposts were on the goal line. But you'd, you'd have to be, like, as old as me to, to really know that. Hmm. Yeah. So, no, I don't know about that. But, yeah, all right, yeah. here we go. A sporting event is held every year on Memorial Day. What is the sport? On Memorial What is it? Uh, so a sporting event oh, is held oh, you're every about year. The Indianapolis 500. That's right, Indianapolis 500. But now it's you know not not to uh, be argumentative about it. Okay. They do it on Memorial Day weekend, but oh, it's usually okay. on that Sunday. So maybe they're yeah. wrong here. Well, no, I mean it's Memorial Day weekend, so I mean that's close enough. They do it on the Sunday, and you know we celebrate Memorial Day. 
now on, uh, you know, the Monday of, you know, whatever <laughs> date it comes up. It's not always May 30th now. Uh, okay. But when it used to be, right. when it used to be celebrated on uh, a random day of the week, right, when it just came up on the calendar and it was May 30th, it was Memorial Day before we had these extended weekends yep. for holidays. They used to run the Indianapolis 500. If May 30th came up on a Wednesday, that's that when they it. would have the race yeah. because everybody was off yeah. that day for that's one right. day. There you go. And, you know, for many years, the Indianapolis 500 was not shown on live television. What they used to do was have the Indianapolis 500 on a closed circuit telecast where people had to go to theaters, for example, to see the Indianapolis 500. Because I I know that because my father, who was uh, big into uh, auto racing, uh, he used to do that and uh, go to a theater like in Boston. I mean, you couldn't go go to the the Cineplex in in Saugus or or Melrose because there weren't any at that time. This was back in the 60s. Wow. And so they just had it on closed circuit TV. Yeah, I remember hearing closed circuit, but I did not know that was for for the Indianapolis, for the Indianapolis 500. Now wow. and then, uh, to protect for a number of years, to protect the closed circuit telecast and the closed circuit revenue, uh, they still had the closed circuit live. And ABC, Jim McKay was the the anchor of these uh, Indianapolis 500 telecasts, but they would be on tape delay. They would show it that night, okay. Whatever night it would fall on, so they still had the closed circuit. That yeah. If you know people wanted to go see it live in the theater and pay a, you know a premium Whatever. price to yeah. see it, uh, they could do that. Also, they they could wait, yeah, and see it and on tape delay. But on you know ABC. what? It didn't matter because back then you didn't have internet. You didn't know who was going to win within the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, Basically, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sure, you know, it was on, you know, it was mentioned on the radio and TV and whatever. How but you So you had to kind of stay away from it if you wanted to be in suspense okay. yeah. when they showed it on the on the tape delay. Interesting. But that didn't last uh, very long. The closed circuit aspect of it yeah. uh, went away. Pretty quickly. I would guess probably in the early 70s sometime. Yeah. And I did go to one Indianapolis 500. You did? I did. Wow. Because it was my, my father's dream to go to wow. an Indianapolis 500. And uh, when I was 20, we went out. It was in uh, 1974. And it was a Sunday. Cool. And uh, I, I think it might have been. Nah, I guess they were still they were doing those three-day holidays then, I, I guess. Uh, but it was on a Sunday. Uh-huh. I remember I was in a pit, in Pittsburgh on that Monday. But the Sunday, the day before, in Indianapolis, the Indy 500 was rain-shortened in 1974. So we didn't mm-hmm. see the whole 500-mile oh race. God. It was rain-shortened, and the winner was Johnny Rutherford. Johnny and Rutherford won it. the seven. Oh, yeah. Okay. I mean, it was a big deal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. One and only Indy 500 I've ever attended. It was in 1974. Good for you. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, no, it's a great event, and I would recommend it mm-hmm. to this day for people. Uh, because no matter where you sit, no matter where you sit, you're never going to see the whole track. Okay. <laughs> you're not yeah. going to see the whole track. Yeah. It's just impossible. Even if you have the best seats in the house, mm-hmm. you're not going to see the whole track. It's a two-and-a-half-mile track, right? and you're not going to see the whole thing. But yeah, as amazing. a spectacle, as a spectacle, it is still uh, a terrific event. Wow. And Very if you cool. get a chance to go to Indianapolis, I would 
recommend Do it. Do it. I would recommend Absolutely. it. Even though uh, Jim Neighbors uh, <laughs> no longer sings, uh, you know, Indiana. What's the t- uh, Back Home Again in Indiana? He used to sing that really? every year. Oh. Back home that's again tr- in Indiana. That's another trivia question. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right, do you have another one? I do. So I, I don't know if this one's right. You'll know. So it says, what is the only team in the NFL to neither host nor play in the Super Bowl? Uh, and this one uh, doesn't look right to me. No, not host because a lot of teams have not hosted. Okay, so uh, the, it's the thing is that it's both. Both. Supposedly. Well, I'm sure it's probably Detroit. Is it Detroit? Because Detroit, uh, I don't think the Lions have ever been in a Super Bowl. Okay. It says Cleveland Browns. Is that correct? I thought they won uh, a it, Super Bowl. It, it, no, it could be. It, it could be. Uh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I I'd would have never to check, have guessed but, that uh, one. Detroit but, I would have could have been a guess. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of teams that haven't hosted. I mean, because, you know, they have just a few select cities and venues, you know. Yeah. I mean, like the Patriots have never hosted. Well, why would you? I mean, you'd be freezing. Right. But they did it. They did it uh, in the Meadowlands one year uh, in New Jersey. And as it turned out, I mean, it was uh, obviously in uh, late January, early February when they did it, probably early February. And they thought, oh, they're crazy. What are they doing? You know, Mm. because it's going to be 12 degrees, Mm. you know, in the Meadowlands. Actually, I think the game time temperature was like in the mid 40s. Really? So, yeah. Wow, yeah. they lucked out then. Yeah, and I, I forget which Super Bowl it was, but uh, I don't think they'll ever do it again. No, they won't. They'll play it. You yeah. can lose too much money. Yeah, there's only uh, a few places really where they feel comfortable, I think, having it. Uh, they have it in Los Angeles mm. uh, this year, as it stands right now, although. They're looking at a secondary site. Are they? Because of COVID. Oh, God. And the secondary site would be Dallas if they don't have it uh, in Los Angeles. Dallas will love it. Yeah. And the other thing is, speaking of the Super Bowl, now I know we've talked about this when it comes to elections, presidential elections, Mm -hmm. that it should be a national holiday. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, I'm not suggesting that Super Bowl Sunday should be a national holiday. That's not my suggestion. But what I would like to see. <laughs> I know where you're it, going. Where am I going? Monday. No? No. What? I, well, it has something to do with Monday because okay. I think it should be played on President's Day weekend. Okay. So that people would have, or most people anyway, would have a day off. Right. The next day. Right. Yeah. That so would I be think good. it makes only, you know, you're going to have the day We're off all anyway. dead that next Monday. Why? Yeah. Why not <laughs> schedule the Super Bowl for the night before? And also, I, I've thought in the past, uh, barring that, why not a Saturday? I know NFL is traditionally yeah. Sunday for right. the most part now, but they still, you know, have Thursday night games now, Monday night games. Yes. Uh, which is fine. I guess they just want the tradition of it for the Sunday. I thing. guess. And, and also that the Sunday ratings wise is always the biggest in prime time the biggest yeah. you know ratings night of the week yeah but they're people are going to watch it. anyway they're yeah, going to they watch would. no matter what night it's on yeah in my opinion anyway i've always thought the monday thing off somehow would be a really good idea because so many people watch the game you know and it's always late yeah you know and if late one for of those, us anyway yeah well, late for yeah. us yeah 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 if you want to see everything, I mean, the game starts at 630 and thereabouts mm-hmm. Eastern time. And it's usually over by ah, 1030 because yeah. they have that elongated halftime. Yeah. 
And uh, but this, you have to watch the after show and everything. Right. Well, that's it. That's it. And so, you know, on the West Coast, it doesn't make any difference. I yeah. mean, it's all, you know, wrapped up by nine o'clock, you yeah, know, so right. uh, but not on the East Coast. Yeah. So make it President's Day weekend. I, <laughs> I, I want that, you know, because now we have 17 weeks of football. It's an 18 week season now. Uh, they're talking about the possibility of now two because it's a 17-game schedule, and I think they would like to see it go to 18, ultimately, okay. Okay. 18 games. If they did that, there would have to be two bye weeks okay. in the in the regular season. I don't know. The 17-game season, I don't think uh, you know anybody's opposed to it now. Yeah. Uh, if they want one more, yeah. I don't know. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. I think it's in, in the future, though. I think an 18-game schedule is in the future. Mm-hmm. The, the best part about the whole thing, about the 17-game schedule, is they eliminated one exhibition game. Oh. That's the best part of the whole okay, thing. Okay, there you go. If they go to 18, they'll have to eliminate two exhibition games. Okay. Yeah, so they could eliminate all one? the exhibition games. Yeah, what are they, three now? There are three now. Yeah. yeah I, I think if they go to 20, uh, 18 games, rather, there would be just two exhibition okay. games. And I think that's all they need. Yep. That's I all totally they need. I totally agree. Yeah. Get totally rid of those agree. exhibition games because... They charge the same amount of money right. as a regular season game. It doesn't game. mean anything. Yeah. yeah. All right. We have to take a quick break here. I, I know you're enjoying the stimulating conversation here today. <laughs> you are. I, I know you are. Admit it. You haven't touched that dial. <laughs> AM 1450 WKXL 103.9 in the Concord area, in the capital region, as we say. 101.9 in Manchester, Hooksett, Goffstown, <laughs> Bedford, Merrimack, you name it. We are uh, Kale and Cormier in touch. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier with you right here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back to AM 1450 WKXL. Not that you left, you know, you you didn't touch that dial. (laughs) 103.9 FM in the Capital Region and 101.9 FM, our brand new signal that, I mean, it booms. Into Manchester. It does. You know, when huh? I'm when I'm cruising Elm Street on a Friday night, I can I can get that uh, that signal loud and clear. <laughs> there you go. It is in touch with Kale and Cormier, and uh, Jane Cormier is asking me trivia questions, and they always precipitate something else. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. It is. That's what makes I it su- interesting. I suppose it is. Yeah, absolutely. I suppose it is. All right. What's the oldest NFL team? I uh, is it now this is still an, an active franchise. NFL. Yeah. Well, it just says what team is considered the oldest in the NFL? I think it would be the Chicago Bears that still Green exists. Bay Packers. Packers. Yeah. Okay. There you go. All right. All right. So I okay. think you're pretty even. Okay. For how many? All right. I think you're being but generous, but okay. I don't, I'm not being generous. Yeah. You did a lot better than I would. <laughs> so there you go. The Bears have to be up there, but uh, the Green Bay, uh, you know, Green Bay is publicly owned. They they have shareholders. Really? Yeah, they don't. That's have, a great idea. Yeah, and that started a long time ago. Wow. A long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, and cool. uh, yeah, people have you know they there are so many people that have shares. A friend of mine has like one share of the Green Bay Packers that he oh, bought a cool. number of years ago. Yeah, yeah. That's just cool. Yeah. Now, let's see. Uh, Green Bay Packers were founded uh, on August 11th of 1919. 
1919. I don't know if they were selling shares back then or not. Uh, wow. The Bears, my guess, 1920. Wow, next year. So I wonder, I mean, which begs the question, I guess all the other teams that were in the league at that time have dissolved or have gone elsewhere because, you know. Well, it, there must be some others that lasted, don't you think? Well, but they were the first team that were yeah. that was founded. Yeah. You're accurate in that information. The Canton Bulldogs. All right, here's an example for you uh, as I scroll down this list here. The Canton Bulldogs. Now, that's where the Pro Football Hall of Fame is located in Canton, Ohio. Canton Bulldogs were founded in 1904. 1904. Of course, they no longer exist. But before that, they had the Rochester. I'm assuming it's New York. It doesn't say here, but I'm assuming it's New York. Rochester Jeffersons. The Rochester Jeffersons. Founded in... 1898. Oh, my gosh. Forget it. And how about really? the Toledo Maroons? The Maroons were founded in 1908. So these are some wow. of the teams that were playing when the Green Bay Isn't Packers came crazy? along. But obviously, the uh, the Packers outlasted all of them. Now, yep. now it says, it says the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I know this isn't true, but the Cardinals franchise or organization, it may be true, Founded in 1898, and they were first in Chicago. They were known as the Chicago Cardinals. Really? Yeah. Yeah. My goodness. Yeah. Of course, the Patriots uh, weren't founded until 1960. Yeah. As part of the American Football League. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there you go. There's a little NFL history for you right there. But the uh, oldest existing franchise is, in fact, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. August 11th, 1919. And they're looking pretty good right now, too. They're looking pretty good. They, yeah. they uh, really are. And uh, Do you think they're going to win at all? No. Who do you think? Uh, I think, uh, you know what I think? Uh. I think there's a, a very good chance. If I were to place any money on it right now, I would go with the Buffalo Bills. Really? Yes, I would. The Bills? I would. The Bills, the Bills. Well, I think uh, you know. I think they have uh, a, a very good quarterback in Josh Allen. That's one thing, but I, I think they have a terrific defense. I they really do have do. a terrific they, defense. And you know what? There's no to, doubt about that one. Uh, to me, it's defense that yeah. really wins championships. They're aggressive. You can talk all you want about the quarterbacks, and Tom Brady's a great one. He's uh, yeah. no no doubt has to go down as the greatest of all time. He's yeah. proven that time and time again. But, you know, when the Patriots have won Super Bowls, their defense has been spectacular. Reason, yeah. So uh, Interesting. Okay. So I'm going to go I'm going to go out on the limb and say the Buffalo Bills. Okay. I think they're I'll, long I just, overdue. I have to stay with Tampa. I'm going to just stay. Uh, listen, they could easily do it. I uh, can't not vote for Brady and Gronk. Yeah. I mean. Uh, but do you know who I think has, I, I hate to say it, who I think could do it is Kansas City. Yeah, oh, sure. They're playing better yeah. now than they've played all year. They're, they're picking it up. They are. They are. And, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes yeah. is always dangerous. Of course, yeah. uh, Brady beat him last year yeah. in, in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I would like to see the matchup. And I don't know when uh, you're hearing this program, but we're taping it before this game uh, could have been played. Uh, I would love to see the matchup between... 
Jimmy Garoppolo is playing for the San Francisco <laughs> 49ers right now and Tom Brady yeah? in the NFC oh. Championship game. Oh. Wouldn't wouldn't be in the Super Bowl because right. they're both in the same, same conference, group. but yeah. Uh, it could be Garoppolo versus Brady. That's if. That, and, that's and a, a game big, like in history, right? A, a big if, if the uh, 49ers could beat yeah. the Green Bay Packers, which... Right. Which nobody I don't, thinks. I don't give them a very good shot of that. True, but, true. But doesn't Garoppolo have a bad bad thumb? He's got a bad thumb and a bad shoulder. Holy moly. Yeah, he does. The kid's game, though, you got to say. He really is. He's a great quarterback. He is. He is. But the, the problem is uh, he is <clears throat> often injured. Yes. And he was with the Patriots. Yep. Remember when Brady was suspended those four games? He couldn't make it through those four yep. games. No, Jacoby Brissett had to be called on. Yep. Uh, that's a problem. Yeah. yeah. So his durability. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one amazing, most amazing thing to me about Tom Brady. Above anything else is his durability. Yeah, but it's not the durability. He's smart. Well, he's very smart. He's, it's the intelligence. Oh. It's the aptitude for playing that game. Yeah. And he, I think that he knows how to play the game oh, he, to mitigate or yep, to elongate. I, the yeah, ability to I, play. I don't disagree. You know, I, I do remember the uh, the 2008 game against Kansas City when uh, his leg was broken and uh, <laughs> gone for the entire season. And you know, it's, it's amazing though when you think about that year. You know, Matt Castle, who filled in for him that season, did an incredible job. Okay. Uh, and the Patriots were 11 and five that year okay. without cool. Tom Brady. All right. And you know that. Uh, you know, elevated Matt Castle's stock. Right. But the Patriots did not make the playoffs that year with an 11-5 and record. They just missed out wow. of going to the postseason. Uh, but Castle did a great job, and then he wound up with a couple of other teams over the years. Yeah. Uh, but it elevated his stock and his salary for future years. Yeah. But, and I think it was at that point, you know, I, maybe not. Maybe it was a little bit later on, but this was 2008. And, you know, Brady had been there for a number of years. They hadn't won all their Super Bowls yet by any means. But I think Bill Belichick started to believe at that point that, you know, he could do this without Tom Brady. You know, if Matt Castle, a relatively unknown quarterback, could step in and lead them to a record of 11-5, and that he could do it with almost any quarterback. Well... We've seen that's that not the case. So well. That's yeah. not the case. <laughs> yeah. Not the case, especially especially when it comes to Cam Newton. You know, I mean, <laughs> come on. You know that those games were hard to watch. I actually oh. felt bad for him. You know, it, uh, almost as tough as a Biden press conference. Yeah, you well, know? I don't know. Not that tough. No. that's tough. Yeah, I'm but... sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness, we watched our first, what first one in a while last night. Yes, as we record this. And, yes. Uh, yeah, that was, uh, in fact, I, I was, uh, I had to listen to that mostly on the radio as I was uh, driving at the time. Yeah, you know, good. And it's better that way. I, th- I think it probably was. I think it probably was. I talked to a, a friend of mine uh, afterwards, after the fact, and uh, he said it was just, you know, almost unbearable. Yeah, it uh, is. I mean, you yeah. just struggle with him, you know. I mean, it doesn't even matter what you think about him when he's, when he's out there and he's talking, yeah. you can just feel his, he's having issues, you know? Yeah. And, and you feel for the guy. You I do. Mean, no, you oh, absolutely painful. do. And, 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 you know, uh, I'm not quite as old as Joe Biden, <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, I, you know, I, 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 I you know, sometimes 
struggle. Yeah. But cognitively, yeah. you know, I mean, and I'm younger than he is. I, I can understand, you know, what uh, what he's going through. And uh, I mean, for him to be the so-called commander in chief, it, it is very scary. And, I, you know, and I, I you know, I, I don't approve of uh, virtually anything he's done in his year plus now in, in office. Yeah. But, you know, there were times like during that recent press conference that really my heart had to go out yeah, to him I, because he really has no business yeah, being, being in that position. It's true. I'm sorry, uh, but, but they that's put him true. there for some reason. I, I wouldn't, you know. Uh, we don't know really. I don't think we really understand why and, that happened. And, but. and they continue. I don't know why people continue to even talk about you know, Biden and Harris running again. Well, he said it in 2024. It on, I, know I know he said it. It's crazy. He's he's never going to run again. They'll never let him run uh, again. I don't know. I would be. You know, I I don't wish him any ill. Oh, I, no, I really, not. I really and truly don't. But I honestly, I would be. I mean, he's you know, he's one year in, three years to go. I can't imagine right what it's going to be like. No. even a year from now. Of course, of course. I, Listen, I'm, anybody that's watching and is telling the truth to themselves, knows that he was chosen for some reason to do that gig because you know what? He did not become president because Joe Biden wanted to be president alone. That Whatever's behind that curtain put uh, Joe Biden there. And I don't know what that is. You but often wonder who is pulling the strings. Yes, something's there. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, but you know what? In equal, uh, in having equal coverage, right? I have to tell you, I watched the uh, some of the um, Trump first, you know, Yahoo thing that happened was in Arizona mm -hmm. and struck by the fact that he cannot change his narrative. Like he keeps talking about the election. Mm -hmm. Why yeah. can't he let it go? Yeah, he's, he's Why doesn't let it go. somebody he's tell got, him, stop it? He's, yeah, I, I don't know, but they should. Uh, it's kind of the same, you know, he's cognitively with it, obviously, yeah. right? But you uh, he, wonder why is he's he doing He's got to let that go. Yeah, horrible. Yeah, he, he really and truly forward. does. There's so much stuff you could take up right now. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and make a meaningful statement. Right. Why are you doing that? Yeah. So, you no. know what? I that's, mean, that's, that's fair. That's the wrong direction too. to take, for totally. sure. Yeah. Totally. And, and he should know better. I mean, he should have, you know, the instinct to know that that's not the that's way not to go. go. That's right. That should go away ASAP <laughs> if he has any <laughs> thoughts of, of running again. Do you know, they, I'm sure that his handler, the people, I don't know if he has handlers per se, but. The, he may, but I'm sure in, he doesn't listen to him No, very no, much. I'm sure. The uh, folks in his corner <laughs> yeah. are probably sitting there shaking their head wondering what are we yeah. going to have to do about that. Yeah. It's not good. Very true. This is In Touch with Kale and Cormier. Ken Kale, Jane Cormier here on WKXL, and you can hear all the previous ex episodes. I was going to say escapades. <laughs> Those two. Uh, not not ice capades. <laughs> I don't think they have the ice capades anymore. No, but, they don't. No, it's unfortunate, but... No. But uh, they uh, they do have our shows on uh, nhtalkradio.com. Yes. You can hear those shows. You can hear uh, previous other programming on this uh, radio station like Kale and Company and the great programs that uh, Matt Robeson and Paul Hodes do on a, a daily basis here on, on WKXL. And, of course, Artful Living. Ah. Jane Cormier's <laughs> show, which is terrific and focuses on... Uh, local talent and uh, all kinds of local things uh, that bring uh, joy and harmony to people's lives. Yes. 
on a daily basis. Hopefully. So don't forget Artful Living, which uh, comes on at 11.05 a.m. on selected days of the week. But you don't have to select those days. You can go there anytime and listen to it on nhtalkradio.com. We have to take a quick break here. It is In Touch, Kale and Cormier, AM 1450 WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, and 101.9 in Manchester and vicinity. Welcome back. It is Kale and Cormier, Ken Kale, Jane Cormier, In Touch. And boy, are we in touch. Oh, of uh, course we, we, we are. We are in touch with our inner selves. <laughs> Whether the audience thinks so or not, this, is, this is us, folks. <laughs> this is us. So do you know what I did today? What did you do today, So one Jane? of my absolute joys in life, I have quite a number of them. I, I'm a lucky person because of that, but uh, is looking at antiques. Ah, okay, I love... You're looking at one right now. History. Well, you're looking at one, too. <laughs> um, yeah, so, I mean, you know, history that, for me is involved in the things that people had. Mm -hmm. And I've been like that since I was a kid. I don't know what that is. I always liked old, older things, okay? I'm still the same way now. So I'm a frequent flyer downtown. I'm going to have someone on Artful Living come from this shop because there's an antique store downtown Concord on Main Street that every week virtually I'm in there and uh, come out with something and love it. Like, I'm not this person that will go in and blow an exorbitant amount of money on anything. Right. But I'll see one thing that yeah. just grabs me, and I'll I'll take it and yeah. I'll put, present it somewhere in my place. And I'll look around my place, and I'm filled with joy at all these neat things yeah. I found, right? So I found in Goodwill today, because sometimes if you check Goodwill, you see some really cool stuff. No, you do at uh, very uh, nice prices. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. But I go in because... Sometimes you just get that nice thing. Well, I was thinking what I'm going to get for my sisters. Now, there are eight kids in my family. My sisters, four girls, four boys. And, uh, you know, we're fairly tight. But, you know, when you're in your 60s, 70s, you don't buy people the same things you used to when you were a kid, you know, when you were younger, right? Right. So it's always hard to find something. So I found uh, a three-volume set of this uh, English book series of... uh, what was it? Love in words in love. Or, yeah, I think it's called World, words in love. And uh, they have those beautiful hard embossed covers that you pull the book out. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the cover yeah. separate. Yeah. And yeah. in the book have plates of illustrations um, and reproductions of, of art that match the poem. Oh, right. Wow. So so the art page yeah. matches the poetry in the book and it's all great English poems. All three books, like the top, you know, 25 poems in wow. in history, in right? Good condition? Beautiful condition. Wow. And they even have the embossed sticker in the book, we yeah. can say too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um and you know, they were nothing. They cost nothing. But do you know what else the books had? And and this is something that we would never do today. They were all all had fragrance in the pages. Really? All three books had they the same They smell good, fragrance. huh? They do. Yeah. And yeah. they must have packaged them in the insert yeah. with yeah. the fragrance in the book so that when you opened the book, it not only looked beautiful, it smelled beautiful. Uh-oh. And the smell was in all three books. When were these uh, copywritten? Now, I can't find the copyright uh, on them. Uh, yeah. All right? I can't find a copyright date. But 
from the pages paper, I would say probably like 1940 or 50. So wow. they're not like turn of the century. And, and the smell lasted that long. They did. Huh? Wow. You flip through the book and you can faintly smell. I smelled it on one and I went, no. And there's nothing in the book. There's no powder or anything right, or, right, or a right. spray yeah. stain that yeah. anybody right. sprayed in there. Right. They obviously in the vellum or something maybe uh, had those and all three books had it. That is incredible. Isn't that cool? Yeah. And they are so beautiful. So I made a date. I called up my sisters and I said, okay, so we're going to go and meet at uh, this incredible hotel that has a wonderful restaurant in um, Rye Beach, Rye, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to meet on the first Sunday of February. And I'll have their books ready. Very nice. And we'll have a nice little brunch and yeah. they'll get their book. Wow. I get to keep one too. I'll so. have to find out about that hotel. Yeah. At the Rye hotel. Beach. Yeah. Uh, what is the name of it? You know what? I can't even remember. It is, I'm telling you, one of the best meals I've ever had in my really? life was at that restaurant. Nice. It's all organic. Um, and, you know, it's pricey. Yeah. Right? I mean, you pay what you get for. Yeah. Um, but... But once in a while, you have to do of that. Of course yes. you do. Yes. Everyone should, Spoil no matter yourself. what. That is not wasting money in no, my mind. No, it's not. No, you know it's what? Not. I t- I, in, in Artful Living... The is, big, is it on the water? It's not really no, on the okay. water, no. But yeah. there's like a beautiful golf golf oh, course, okay. I believe, yeah. connected to it. Yeah. Um, but to me, you know, the Artful Living is all about what we just said, you know, finding some beautiful things. Because we're animals that hold our our memories within us. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I'm a big Wentworth by the Sea. That's the hotel. Um, Wentworth by the Sea. Wentworth by the Sea. It is stunning. Okay. Very nice. But uh, it's a married hotel, but the restaurant in there is Hmm. five stars. Second to none. Yes. That is Jane Cormier. I'm Ken Kale. It's in touch with Kale and Cormier. Not necessarily in that order here on 1450 AM WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region, 101.9 in Manchester. Tell your friends we have a new signal in the Queen City and uh, they can join us uh, at any time, 24 hours a day and also at uh, nhtalkradio.com. Welcome back. We are heading down the home stretch of this edition of In Touch with Kale and Cormier, or Ken Kale. And Jane Cormier, you want to talk about an event uh, that is uh, coming up, a couple, as a matter of fact, coming up in uh, Concord. And uh, one is Winterfest. And uh, Winterfest will be returning for its fourth year in a row. Cool. And they have great, on the uh, State House, right in front of the State House, they have the ice carvings. And they, they have them up there for uh, maybe a couple of weeks before yeah, they melt. Cool. Yeah, very cool. So uh, those will be up and... Uh, some of the most talented ice carvers in New England and beyond on uh, Friday, January the 28th. I, I, I've i seen it done a few times. Those ice carvings yes. are unbelievable to me. They really are. Great, yep. great uh, picture taking, uh, too. That's a memory. Yeah. Yes, it is. It is. And uh, the competition is going to be uh, that weekend, starting January 28th during Winterfest. Winterfest is the uh, 28th. And the uh, 29th from 11 a.m. to uh, 4 p.m. Beautiful. Yeah. I'm there. And also that weekend, it's the very same weekend, <laughs> how it worked out, the annual Black Ice Hockey Tournament is uh, <laughs> taking place at White Park. That's on White Street, believe it or not, in uh, Concord. 
And that is always a terrific event. They've had some weather issues in recent years and COVID issues. But hopefully this year on the weekend of uh, January 27th through the uh, 29th, uh, they will have great weather for the uh, Black Ice Hockey Tournament. And I can't disclose uh, this information, but I can tell you this much, (laughs) that if something happens weather-related or even COVID-related, let's hope not, but if it happens to be canceled or postponed for that particular weekend, they do, this year, they do have a backup plan, where in years past they have not, but they do have a backup plan this year. So there will be a black ice hockey tournament. Good. Uh, But, you know, uh, hopefully it runs on schedule starting, I believe it's the 27th. Awesome. Of of January. So coming right up and check it out at White Park. The uh, ice is in beautiful condition right now. I went Good. by it today, wanted to get the skates out. They weren't in the car. I probably couldn't even find them right now. It's been so long <laughs> since I skated, but it looked very inviting. Very good. So that is going to do it for this edition of In Touch with Kale and Cormier. We thank you very much for joining us. Hope you tune in again here on AM 1450 WKXL, 103.9 FM in the Capital Region and 101.9 FM in the Manchester area.